Welcome to the Week 12 Recap of your Minnesota Vikings. This week, your 8-2 Vikings faced off against the 6-4 Patriots. Thanksgiving night, prime time. Vikings win primetime football game, 33-26 win over the New England Patriots to improve to 9-2, stay second in the NFC, still... One game behind the 9-1 Eagles. We'll get to how those games played out right at the end during our Around the North segment. First thing I want to talk about this week, Justin Jefferson is him. Justin Jefferson has 9 catches, 139 yards, touchdown on 11 targets, being consistently double teamed, fighting through pressure, getting absolutely... Beat up after he catches the ball, looking for contact, not afraid of hitting a hit, not afraid of hitting people. Just an absolute beast when it comes to getting the ball, catching the ball, taking the ball away from a defender, scoring touchdowns, beast at the gritty. Just an overall amazing football player. Cannot believe the Vikings have him. Can't believe the Eagles passed on him still. Can you imagine the Eagles right now with him? I, I can't. One problem with the Vikings, though, Dalvin Cook is not being schemed correctly. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for a measly 42 yards, with a longest run of 6 yards. Now, against that defensive front, can't ask for a ton, but you can't ask for Cook to be schemed the way he should be. Dalvin Cook, we know he's an elusive back. He's not a power back. He should be taking out the outside, having time to get away from defenders, juke defenders out, spin. We're running him up the gut. He's looking for these holes in the defense. He's stuttering in the backfield. He, Our de- offensive line isn't that good right now. We can't be going for these up-the-gut runs. Madison is, could be your guy inside. He's a lot stronger. He's a lot more built for this. He's not... I mean, he's still elusive, but he. we've always used him as the up-the-gut back. And Kevin O'Connell still has yet to bring out his full potential by using Madison up the gut. That being said, we also have CJ Ham, one of the best fullbacks in the NFL. We didn't even really look to him this week. Didn't even have him take a rush. Um, he could be our up the gut guy too. He's strong. We're one of the only teams that really uses a fullback to try to get yards and get touchdowns. So maybe try to bring him into the game. That could be a huge thing for us. That being said about Cook going inside instead of outside, even with all that, our offensive line played absolutely amazing. Kirk Cousins only on the ground one time, not even from the sack leader of the NFL, Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon sacks Kirk Cousins zero times. Kirk Cousins only sacked one time. Christian Darasaw, the left tackle for the Vikings, the Vikings' best offensive lineman, the highest graded offensive lineman in the whole entire NFL. Not playing. Out with the concussion. Maybe he came back too quick. Not up to us. Now, with Derisa out, we're running different schemes with our blocking. Seems that O'Connell finally is able to adjust to the blocking for the offense. Couldn't get it done last week. That was a bad game. But we looked a lot better this week with our run blocking. All around better as a team. Just came out with a different fire. O-line. Really stepped it up for those missing guys, those injuries. Really let our offense shine. 
All that being said, Greg Joseph needs to be on his way out of the door. We at least need to be looking at someone new, because Greg Joseph, he's missed an extra point this week too. Three for four on extra points. He did make both of his field goals this game, but man, we make that extra point. I mean, it's a different game. He's missed extra points against a few teams, kicks against a few teams. Chicago, Buffalo, New England. Five extra point misses, five field goal misses, all from 50-plus. So, I mean, he's supposed to be that long leg guy. Maybe he's not anymore, but we brought him in to be that long kicker. He's just not that anymore. Maybe it's time for him to go. There's 10 missed total kicks on the year. Not really excusable in the NFL. Not really excusable in the NFL. Our cornerback depth is atrocious, to say the least. We had fifth stringers starting against uh, Cowboys. Man, we just do not have great depth at the cornerback position. That being said, Duke Shelley really stepped it up today. He had a huge breakup in the end zone. Patrick Peterson had a great play at the end of the game, keeping the receiver in bounds, keep the clock running, ended up costing the Patriots more time on the clock. Um, we let Mac Jones have the best day of his career. 28 for 39, 382 yards and two touchdowns. Something that Mac Jones hasn't done to anyone. We have the worst-ranked offense in the NFL, work Worst-ranked defense in the NFL. Uh, uh, excuse me. We have the worst-ranked defense in the whole entire NFL. It's a miracle, really, that we're able to be nine and two right now, because our defense lets up so many points, so many yards. Just our offense can overcome that so often. All that said, this was a primetime football game. We all knew primetime Kirk. We didn't know how he was going to play. Never know how he was going to play. Kirk Cousins starts off with an awful interception. Throw, tries throwing a ball to KJ Osborne, flies it over his head, right to a safety back behind. Safety ends up obviously having the interception. Kirk Cousins only throws six incompletions besides that interception. Three touchdowns, 299 yards. Kirk Cousins really stepped it up in prime time, throwing a pass to Jefferson in the end zone. A game-winning touchdown to Thielen in the end zone. And throwing TJ Hawkinson his first touchdown as a Minnesota Viking. Props to him. He had a couple drops last week. One in the end zone, one right outside the end zone. Huge confident booster. He now knows we still trust him. We still want him here. He is our guy. He is our tight end. He is that man. Ed Donatel. He... Something needs to change. His scheme needs to be changed. We need to not be running linebackers like we are. We need to change up our corners, our safeties. Let Harrison Smith do Harrison Smith. Let him line up in the box, not have to stay back the whole time. Ed Donatel just has not been cutting it this year, even when we had our starting corners in. Because it really shouldn't be a talent issue with the Minnesota Vikings. It's a scheming issue this year, as we've seen. Now we're going to take a quick look around the whole NFC North, besides the Minnesota Vikings, since we just went over that. Take a quick look at each of the games, how they played out, a few key points from each one, something to look at, something to 
take away. <clears throat> First game, Buffalo traveling to Detroit. Buffalo last week obviously had their snowstorm. They get a home game in Detroit because of it. They have the Cleveland Browns come visit. They beat them. Buffalo now plays in Detroit again. First team to win a back-to-back -back game in Detroit since 2005. Some crazy stat like that. I think it's 2005. <clears throat> now, that being said, Detroit did not look bad. Detroit looked like they had at least overtime forced, but their clock management again gets to them. We've seen it time and time again. They get so close, mismanage the clock, end up losing the game in regular time. When they could have forced overtime, maybe had the ball, maybe gotten the win, even. Tough thing to see. Can't give Buffalo time on the clock at the end of the game. They're going to march straight down, score on you. That's what ends up happening. Detroit ends up losing. That being said, they are a very scary team. I would not be surprised if we drop our game to Detroit at the end of the season. Now, they might be out of playoff contention at that point, which would mean... They're probably not playing starters. We probably still are if we're still in contention for that first seed. We could get the win, but that Detroit team is looking scary right now. They really should be on an upset alert for us. Second game of the week, Sunday, the morning games. Chicago goes to New York. The Bears have an injured Justin Fields, has a hurt shoulder, practices before the game decide. Uh, team decides he's not playing. They're going to start Trevor Simeon. The Bears really are nothing without Justin Fields. They ended up only scoring 10 offensive points this game. Just an awful game. They have Trevor Simeon starting. He ends up getting hurt through the game. Having to have Nathan Peterman come in. Nathan Peterman ends up getting hurt. Having to have Trevor Simeon come back in. It's just a bad situation over there for him. Um, for the Jets, who we play next week, Mike White. Goes 22 for 28, 315 yards and three touchdowns. And the reason I bring that up, they have a bad secondary, so do we. He's probably going to be torching us as well. Our offense is going to need to overcome how good their defense is. Sauce. JJ is going to have to somehow find openings. We're going to have to scheme correctly. This is not going to be the cakewalk that we thought it was at the start of the year. This is not a guaranteed win. This is not an easy win. Hopefully, our offense is able to overcome their defense and maybe we get our Corners back with our 10-day break here. Maybe some of them could come out of concussion protocols, injuries that they don't want to play through. Yeah, so we got to watch out for Mike White, who's now the starting quarterback for the Jets. After, obviously, Zach Wilson gets benched last week for his comments about not letting his defense down, even though he only scores three offensive points. Then again, so do the Patriots. So, Patriots only scoring three points on the Jets is kind of scary, given... Able to put up 26 on us. Get ready for another high-scoring shootout with this team here. Another great defense. Look for a great game coming up. Final game of the week for the North. Green Bay at Philly. Now Philly is 9-1. We are now 9-2 with our win. Them losing ties us for the first seed in the whole NFC. They do have a tiebreaker over us. That puts us in a way better spot, though. Um... Philly ends up winning by a touchdown, securing their one-game lead for at least another week. Um, Jordan Love has to step in mid-game. Might be the future of the Packers with all the Rodgers injuries. Rodgers might not step back on the field this year. Jordan Love might have to play the rest of the season. Aaron Rodgers might not see the field again. Uh, that sounds crazy, but Aaron Rodgers hurt his thumb this year, hurt his ribs now. 
he's just not looking like he used to. He might just, after this, call it. He might not even get a comeback by the end of the season if they're out of the playoffs. It's not a good look for the Packers right now. Um, now on to Philly. Jalen Hurts has 120 rushing yards in the first half, looking like he's going to break Justin Fields' rushing record. Doesn't end up doing it, but he is phenomenal at running, phenomenal at passing. That offense is good. That defense is good. Everything about that team is scary. <laughs> Philly does play the Cowboys, though. Week 16. The Cowboys do look a lot better at the moment than the Eagles do. The Eagles been struggling. Lost to the Commanders, who haven't lost with Heineke except to us. They lost to the Commanders. They lost... They almost lost to the Colts, had a game-winning drive with barely any time on the clock, one by one point against the Colts, who are kind of like between coaches, don't know what they're doing, haven't been really that team that we thought they would be. Philly comes in, manhandles Green Bay. We, that's what we thought would happen. Philly plays the Cowboys Week 16, though, so that could be a loss for them, which if they can get one more loss before that point... And the Vikings can beat the Jets. We are in a great spot to pass them for the NFC. We could be first place in the NFC, home field playoffs, get that first round bye. It would just be amazing for us. That's all I have for this week. Thanks for watching the Week 12 recap of your Minnesota Vikings.